<laughs> it's no longer Valentine's Day. No. But listen, I think every day should be Valentine's Day. Agreed. It's such a good, fun holiday. It's 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 one of my favorites. I think it's my second favorite. I think Valentine's Day and Halloween are like tied for my first. Really? Yeah, because I love ha- Halloween's my favorite. Like Halloween is so good. No cap. But Valentine's is very good. I will say Valentine's is more. I had fun on Valentine's Day. But they don't go as hard for it, nearly as hard for it here in Ireland. No? No, they don't really care about it that much. Like, they're already getting ready for Easter. They've already, like, the the stores have the Easter candy instead of Valentine's candy. Interesting. Which, like, I don't really fuck with. And, like, not, like, Primark, like, you know how you can get, like, cute Valentine's clothes at, like, Target and shit? Like, pennies and, like the stores like that here don't have like valentine's like collections and stuff weird i know but i did go to the movies on valentine's day so what'd you see i saw um anyone but you it's a much ado about nothing retelling starring sydney sweeney and glenn powell oh yeah yeah yeah. and it was actually so good was it i loved it was she naked yeah they were both pretty naked i saw a lot of complaining about her being naked a lot but i was like isn't it a rom-com it's a rom-com gonna be naked yeah it's a rom-com and then he was naked more than she was slay or or rather he was more naked than her Mm -hmm. because they only showed her boobs like once but he he had everything out basically as he should as he should uh but it was actually really good i enjoyed it um oh yeah i'm liza i'm riss and this is the little sleep much reading podcast and finally from so little sleeping and so much reading. His brain dried up and he went completely out of his mind. I I don't remember what episode it was, but I was listening back to one of our episodes and we both sounded so tired. Oh. I was like, what happened to us that week? Because we were just like, this is the little sleep much reading podcast <laughs> probably in the morning or something it might have been one of the ones that was like it was like morning for you and then still obviously late enough in the afternoon for me that I was like fading fast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but I thought it was kind of funny I love that for us I love that for us um silly. this is the season finale it is the season finale. Season five. We're friggin' old. But you know hours. what that means? It means that next season will hit our 100th episode. 
<gasps> what the frig? We should have a party. We should have a party. We'll have to do something crazy too. Like maybe a readathon or something. Yeah, we should do a readathon or something fun or like have a whole. Oh, maybe we should do. I'm going to cut this. But maybe we yeah. should do that episode. Like maybe we should do an episode where we have a super long episode and we'll try to time it so that like. Or maybe we don't even have to do that. Maybe we could just get clips from all of our friends talking about their favorite books and sending it to us and then we can like, splice it all together and we can have like a whole bunch of people talking about the books that they love and you can get some of your ireland friends i'll get some of my work friends yeah oh, that would be let's do that for the 100th episode you could even do like your parents like huh. awesome we're doing it also, we need to talk about season six because I had an epiphany the other night, which you can cut this too. But I was like, I wonder if we, we always talk. So the reason I thought of it was I was like, I sometimes wish there was a podcast where I could listen to people talk about like actually like writing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and then we also always talk about how we wanted, like, we need to watch movies. Mm hmm. Like maybe for branching out in the future, um, and we could even do like every other week, but like branch out not just from little sleep much reading, but like little sleep much writing and little sleep much watching. I wonder how that would work. Like with writing, like, like what if we just like recorded like a workshop? Yeah, like wouldn't that be really cool? Yeah, but how would that work? Like. I know it would be interesting like I wonder too if we could like have an episode where we almost like teach a because like the reason I thought of it I can't remember what it was it was something maybe it was about like and like I was thinking about like endings of books and like what's a um sort of I guess fulfilling ending and I was like thinking about that and it's like we I guess we could do like what if yeah, it was like an episode, like 30 minute episodes that were kind of like a almost like a lecture. But then like on TikTok or Instagram, it was like a section that was like a workshop. Mm -hmm. And like it could be the same, too, with we could like try to amp up the TikTok more with books. And then if we did movies, too, and be like, we have the episode and then we have the TikTok where people are supposed to like comment and share their thoughts on the almost more like a book club or a movie club. Yeah. Um, we'd have to figure out the logistics of it, but yeah, I was just thinking about that. I like, like that. Even after we hit a hundred episodes, mm -hmm. like kind of revamp, re a rebrand, rebranding. Yeah, after a hundred episodes, love it. I think that's a good plan. E. Yeah, because we'll only need to do, I think, what, yeah, 14 more episodes before we get to 100. And then we can, like, take a break to revamp and come back being crazy girls. That's wild. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Absolutely cuckoo bananas. Like... Back to business. What'd we do this week? 
this week we read some really wholesome religious books about God. The, the Bible. The Bible. We each the picked Bible. a book in the Bible and read it. I read the book about Samson. I read the book about Gabriel. And I did. <laughs> and you'll see what I mean. Um. Oh, no, you won't. Never mind. Gabriel's a fallen angel, right? Not a demon. Yeah. Never fucking mind. He's, he's the angel who came to Mary and said, you're pregnant, girl. He said, I got news for you, queen. You're carrying God's baby. <laughs> There's a new movie on Netflix that's like a musical about the birth of Jesus, and I might watch it. Okay, you have to let me know how it is, because I kind of want to watch it. It looks triggerly lit, like I won't lie. I kind of love it. Triggerly lit. Um, yeah, what was your wholesome religious text? My wholesome religious text was Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. (laughs) (laughs) And mine was Blood and Midnight by Sarah Piper. (laughs) And we learned a lot about God. We did. When was your book written? Ooh, I feel like it was 2020, but that also feels too soon. So let me double check. Because she's kind of here's the thing. I think that I'm not positive about this, but I think that she originally published them as like an e-series. I think she did. I I feel like I remember hearing that because whenever we first got it at Barnes and Nobles, which would have been like 2021, it had previously been POD. Yeah, because it had been like ebook only. So it was published in 2015. Wow. Released in Barnes and Noble in 2021. Exactly. I re- I vividly remember when it came out. Um and seeing the cover for the first time and being like, what the fuck? Yeah. And she releases like three or four of them at a time. And something must have happened to prompt it because I remember for weeks having people coming in being like, Do you have Ice Planet Barbarians? Do you have Ice Planet Barbarians? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I look it up. It doesn't pull anything up. I'd be like, no. So it must have been on Book Talk. And then like a few, maybe four or five months later, Barnes & Noble was like, we got to fucking get on this. And they did. <laughs> and they did. Mine, I don't even know if you can buy a hardcover of it because it might just be an ebook. No, you can buy a hard copy. I think. Yeah, you can buy a hard copy. Slay Sarah Piper, My Woman King. Um, And my book has also many, several many um, sequels. So I have to read them all now. Mm-hmm. Are, are you going to read more of Ice Planet Barbarians? Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. It, here's the thing it, it's only like a four hour i listened to the audiobook it was already like four hours you listen to it i listen to it girl that is even funnier than reading it because okay here's what i fear i fear that i actually very much enjoyed mine um even though it was quite bad uh i kind of lived but it sounds like perhaps you didn't have the same experience 
No, it wasn't terrible. It was just like it was just really shocking. Yeah. Also, this is maybe this is TMI, but I read it while I was on my period, which definitely changes the effect that it has. That is interesting. <laughs> oh my god. They should have women read smut books at different stages in their cycle and see how if it changes if they really liked it or if they were like grossed out or if they like weren't at all like thought it was hot and then later they thought it was like you know what I mean that's kind of funny (laughs) audio book of ice planet barbarian it wouldn't look it was a fun read I would rec I would recommend it I might I might just to bite the bullet and say I did it I might well I'm gonna spoil a lot when we talk about it but I want to be spoiled by it but then I could just go read the second book yeah you know what I mean like I'll I'll probably spoil mine too but listen neither of these books are really for the plot no and that's part of the reason why I want to read the second book because I'm like what more could possibly like what what are they gonna create next you know yeah yeah oh I'm excited yeah the reason I asked why when yours was written was yours was written first because mine was written in 2021 Mm -hmm. so if you want to go first why not lead the way bestie um so like i said we're gonna spoil everything so if you don't want it to be spoiled skip it um so pretty much there's a bunch of women who have been kid human women human women who have been kidnapped in their sleep um and put on like an alien spaceship to be trafficked, human trafficked, but in space. Um, and the aliens, literally first chapter, there is an R-A-P-E scene. So trigger warning for that. And what's worse about it is that these aliens who have abducted them have like sandpaper skin. Why you had to throw that in there on top of, like, the other trauma that was happening? I don't know, but you did. Um, so they're flying around space. All the women are, like, in a same, this, like, same container. If they scream, they get assaulted. So they're all very quiet. Um, they're dirty. They are being treated like animals. And only one of them has a translator implanted into her ear. And she's like, oh, my God, they're saying that the ship is too full. I think they're just going to drop us. So they do, in fact, just drop this whole, like, cargo thing. And they crash land onto a planet. But they think that those aliens are going to come back for them. So the one character the main character whose name i literally don't remember i just remember that she's like from florida but the lady who read for her like she's from orlando but the lady who read for her had like a super southern accent (laughs) which was kind of very funny um so she decides she's gonna venture out into the land and try to find something well it's freezing cold 
And instead of her finding something, she is found by something, a.k.a. an ice planet barbarian. Oh, her name's Georgie. I don't know how I forgot that because when because obviously they don't speak the same language. So when he's trying to say her name, he's like, Georgie. <laughs> he said it so funny. Um, so yeah, so she... She passes out, and he finds her and brings her to this cave. And remember how I said that they're unwashed and uncleaned and dirty? Well, she, like, moves in her sleep and spreads her legs open. (laughs) And he is hypnotized by the smell. And while she is asleep, he just immediately starts eating her out. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. And she eventually wakes up and is like, "What's going on?" and sees him and is freaked out because A, he's eating her out while she's sleeping and B, he's blue and has horns on his head and a tail and is clearly an alien. <laughs> So she like tries to push him away and he's like uh-uh I I'm I'm doing something <laughs> and just continues and she just lets him she's like okay wait a minute this is kind of great So yeah so a lot of this book is her trying to like explain language to him like like them trying to communicate pretty much and like learn each other's words and everything. And she's trying to be like, my friends are up the mountain. There's more of me up the mountain. And he's like, why do you want to go up the mountain? Like he completely does not understand. Um, So it's like her whole mission is to get him back up the mountain to help her rescue her friends. His whole mission is to get her back to his village. Because um, he has decided that she is his mate. He's got a parasite inside of him that keeps him warm and is why he can live on the ice planet, barbarian planet. Um, But that parasite also like vibrates when you find your mate. So it was vibrating for her. Um. So, yeah, another fun fact about so and also to him, once he realizes once she gets him up the mountain and he realizes that there's a whole ship full of women, his his first thought is, oh, my God, I have to take these women back to my people because there's a whole bunch of unmated men who will want to mate with these women. But also, if they don't put if they don't get the parasite in them, they will get planet whatever their planet is sickness and they will die so they it's either like you have to leave or you have to get this parasite in your body so that you can live um another fun fact about the ice planet barbarians is um above their dicks they have a knob
to to please the woman. And I read that and I said to Nick, who wrote this? Do you do you do you hear this? And he said, well, a woman wrote it. And I said, you are so right, Nick. You are absolutely right. A woman would write this. <laughs> and that was so funny. Um, there's also like a really big to get the little parasite they have to like kill this giant ice beast and um, so there's like this big scene where all the women pretty much watch while all of these like alien blue tailed horned men attack this giant beast which to me I was like that would have gave me the ick <laughs> I would have been like, maybe I want to go back with the other <laughs> All right. So, readability and interest. I gave this book a seven. Simply because it was a quick read. And it was like, there wasn't a lot of filler. It was either they're having sex or they're like moving towards getting the plot done which was nice it was nice to have it that quick so i gave it a seven i think it's it was fairly entertaining um i'm confused what will happen in the second one but i'm not against reading it you know maybe maybe i should just read it for the laughs for language and style i gave it a five it was fairly bland um yeah there's just like nothing really remarkable about it i feel like the scene wasn't set very well um for the planet i guess it's just all ice and mountains maybe um but maybe and also like i kind of did want more of the like his town or village or wherever he he's living I'm like a little bit confused about the dynamics of that, but maybe that's going to be explained in further books and therefore I shouldn't really judge the fact that I didn't get a lot of it, but whatever. Um, nothing for form. For Shelfworthy, I gave it a six because I feel like, I feel like it's a fun read. I feel like if you like romantic books, maybe you'd pick this up. Um, although you can't expect it to have like a Court of Thorns and Roses plot or anything like that. And it does reference Star Wars a lot, which is kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, for plot, I gave it a six. I think it was a fairly simple plot. Man likes woman. Woman is like, I need a choice. I can't you just because you picked me to be mated doesn't mean I can just put the parasite in me. All these women deserve a choice, but like in the end, the women just do it anyways. And there's, you know, I it's like one of it's like if you know a book was written pretty much just for the smut of it, then you can't then like you can't have high hopes for the plot. So it got a six. It was different. It was original. Um, for characterization, I also gave it a six. I think Georgie is kind of annoying. And I think 
her alien is also kind of annoying, even though I can't remember his name. I also don't find that whole, like, I don't know. I like that he's like, oh, I would do anything for my Georgie. I'm, like, so devoted, and this is my whole life now, my Georgie. But, like, also, I hate the, like, there's something about that trope that makes the man a little childish, even though he's, like, the provider and he's doing everything for his mate. There's something that's very, like, it, like, boil like, when you have a trope like that, I feel like they talk a lot about the man's needs and he's like, oh, I will put my needs aside for the needs of my mate. And something about that feels childish to me, the, like, specific calling out of his needs I'm like that is I don't like that it like grosses me out so yeah and I feel like a lot of the other women were fairly forgettable I feel like the only two characters that you really get to know are Georgie and uh whatever whatever her alien's name was whatever her ice planet barbarian was um So yeah, those are my thoughts. Dude, that's literally so insane. It was insane. I had no idea. I knew vaguely what the plot was, but I very much also did not know what the plot was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually insane. Yeah. Wait, so, but the Ice Planet Barbarians don't have sandpaper skin. No, they're a different kind of alien. But isn't there something wrong with their dicks other than the knob? Like, isn't it like, um, is it like massive? Oh, it, oh, they're just huge. They're huge. Okay, that's what it is. Because I remember people like being fixated on that. Yeah, they're huge. And like, Georgie makes a comment of like, I never knew what the phrase hung like a horse really meant until now. Bruh. Which I'm like, I don't like that. I'm I don't like that at all. That. I don't even want to think about that. I also just don't like that. Yeah, like that's not hot to me, you know? No, like like you did you one time my ex-boyfriend made me watch a video of a guy getting screwed by a horse. Are you fucking with me? And his guts get ripped out at the end and you see it happen. Are you fucking kidding? So, I now think of that whenever, that's what I thought of. And I was like, that is, I don't like that. I don't know if I even need to ask, but which boyfriend was that? The first one. Okay, yeah. Of course, right? That's what I thought. But yeah. I was like, let me double fucking check. If you're listening to this, die. 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 Babe. Die. Actually, if any of Marissa's ex-boyfriends are listening to this, die. I <laughs> like we do not care. Um man oh man, Ice Planet Barbarians. Yeah, fun time. Yeah, but, you kind of have to read the second to see what happens. I know. I just like there's a there's a little bit of a pregnancy trope in it, and I know it's gonna definitely be hardcore in the second one, and I'm like, Ugh, I hate that. That's gross. Um, I also was listening to one of the cave scenes when I was at Nick's house and he walked in and I literally went, oh my God, you scared the crap out of me. 
and like took it out of my ear and was like, don't do that to me. He was like, jump what? scare. Jump scare. I don't love that there's not, a, there's a lot of instances that are not consensual in um yours. Yeah. Like, I don't love that. No, it's, it's, I don't know. It's like kind of bizarre. Because mine had very much consent. There's also like a lot of instances of guilt. Like there's one scene where she's she like really wants to do something with him. But she's like, oh, am I really going to just have sex with this man while my friends are up there starving and freezing to death? And then she does. But like, I'm like, why you got to feel like if you're if you're just going to do it, don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel bad about it. Just do it. Yeah. Um, also, Georgie just makes me think of it. Yeah. I kind of like Georgie as a girl's name. Like, I think it's a little bit cute. Georgie. I just think that the way, yeah, the way he's like, Georgie. I'm like, ew. Ew. I hate it. (laughs) Freaky. When will the monster fuckers stop? Never. They'll never stop. Um... Mine was kind of monster fucker as well. Um, better? Was it better? Yeah. Good. Um, and never was I disturbed. And I think that's the main thing. <laughs> um, so I read Blood and Midnight by Sarah Piper. Um, and I actually really liked it, and I'm definitely going to read the rest of the series. I think there's three more after this, but I'm not sure. Um, the genre is reverse harem, which I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? But I guess it's just, like, one girl that has many guys. Which doesn't quite feel like a... Because a harem would be where they would have kept all the girls in a culture, in, like, a palace in one room, and then... very different that term I don't think white people from the United States should be using that term to describe smut um but here we are anyway that's the genre if you're wondering um but it's also much very giving fey smut giving a court of thorns and roses but not quite as good as a court of thorns and roses but also the smut is even crazier than a court of thorns and roses Here's the other tea. I know it must suck for anybody writing in that genre because they're always going to be getting compared to Sarah J. Mass. But I do think our girl, Miss Sarah Piper, did rip Sarah off a little bit because the the <laughs> the like mystical realm they go to is called Midnight, which is like Court of Night, and it's dark all the time. But it's really beautiful and like da da da. And I'm like, okay, it's giving night court. And like the land that it is in is called Amaranth. Isn't the name of the bad lady in the first Court of Thrones and Roses Amarantha? So I was like, okay, girl, like you clearly were just ripping off Miss Sarah J. Mass. But other than that, it's pretty different. Um, so the main character is a witch named Haley Barnes. Um, and it's kind of like the real world is magical in a way, 
as some the alternate world are too because she's from a place called i think it's called like black moon bay where like all the witches in her coven live and she's working for a goddess um and basically something happens with the goddess's child and she's like okay Haley, you need to go to the to midnight and you need to get the because she's a blood witch Haley, important um and get the blood of caradoc their evil ruler to me so i can do this magic spell to fix my kid um and Haley's like what okay and she's like you'll need to get the help of the only person that's ever successfully escaped from midnight here's where he works it's in new orleans so she leaves Black Moon Bay, which I imagine is in like the West Coast somewhere. She goes to New Orleans. She goes to the bar that he work owns. It's called Sinners and Saints. And then she finds out that it is her ex-boyfriend who left her in the middle of the night years ago. And she like tried to kill herself because she was so upset whenever this first happened. But now she's back and he's there. And he used to just be fae, but now he's half vampire, obviously, because that's something that happens. And then the bartender at Saints and Sinners is this guy named Jax, who's a one-eyed fear demon. Of course. And yeah, Jax is Sinner, and Elian, who's the ex-boyfriend, is Saint. And you find out that Jax also escaped from Midnight. So there's actually three people who have successfully escaped We'll learn about the third in a moment. Um, and so Haley talks Elian into being like her guide to midnight. And she's like, this is so crazy. Like, I can't believe I'm back in his presence. And they have all this like palpable sexual tension. But also she's like making eyes at the one-eyed demon and he's kind of making eyes at her. And she's like, what's, what's going on with this? Um, then she's like, okay, I'm going to go to your house and we're going to figure out our plan to go to midnight and they're like yeah you'll meet our friend Hudson he also escaped he will be joining us whatever she gets to the house there's no one there so she decides to share her whole life story with the stone statue gargoyle and that's when you find out that she like everything that happened between her and a lion that she like um tried to kill herself um and then didn't and da 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 um like she needs to protect her sisters and her coven and that's why she's doing what she's doing Okay, to make a long motherfucking story short, the gargoyle is Hudson. So Hudson is a gargoyle. And that and he can shapeshift from his stone form like during the day. And then at night, he's like a big, rock solid, gorgeous man. And he has mated with her, but she doesn't know that. But something happened when she like touched him when he was in his stone form and he was like, I've been alive 900 years and this is the first time I feel alive. So he's like in love with her. So there's your three dudes. You've got Hudson, Jax, Elian, and um, Haley is the girl. Um, Nothing too crazy has happened smut-wise up until this point except for sexual tension between her and every man at this point in the story um which good for her queen she's also um it is it, okay so a lion calls her sparrow 
because famously after she orgasms she sings and I said what are we talking about I said what do you mean (laughs) but we see that in action numerous times even before she's slept with any of the guys because she just can't help herself it's part of her daily routine love that for her um but so we figure that out before anything even crazy happens between her and any of the guys but Alliance always bring it up he's like well, I heard you singing like were you thinking about me and she's like no but then you get her narration and she's like I was um the only other thing to note which I'll talk about more when I talk about characterization I think is that it flips between the perspective of Alion, Jax, Hudson, and Haley. So it's not just told from Haley's perspective and it's not third person. Like you get all of their perspectives. So they go to midnight and, oh, also Alion is like addicted to drugs. So, and he's a vampire. So once they get there, he's like, I need to eat something. And, oh, so he does suck Haley's blood first. And that's sort of a, erotic experience for both parties but then he pulls in edward cullen and he's like if i keep drinking you're gonna die and she's like if that's fine and he's like it's actually not i'm gonna go ahead of you guys because i'm faster because i'm a fucking vampire and a fairy um i'll see y'all later and she's like oh my god and she's upset that he's gone. But she has serious feelings for Jax, who's the fear demon at this point. Um, So they're traversing through the forest, trying to catch up to a lion in the city where they're going to carry out their plan to get the blood from Caradoc. And that's the first time she hooks up with Jax in like a field of corpse vines or something like that. And it's pretty insane. And I think it's like three chapters of back-to-back just insanity in in the in the corpse vines. Then they move about 10 paces and things go south quite literally again. And meanwhile, Hudson's flying overhead because he's a gargoyle and he's like, oh my God, like Haley's hooking up with Jax. Like, uh-oh. And I'm like, period. Let me say this. She only, the only person she hooks up with the entire book is Jax. So my guess is each book is going to focus on like a different guy. So I'm sure she's going to switch from Jax to Hudson in the next book. And then maybe a lion, she'll finally get back with a lion. But then maybe Jax is the guy who she's meant to be with or Hudson is. I don't freaking know. But that's what I'm guessing. The plot is giving plot, but we also lose the plot to smut at this point it's like it was been a slow build and then sarah piper said y'all better get ready because i'm not giving up for the rest of the book and i said that's okay queen go forth and prosper um the only like weird it's not weird per se but the only moment where i was like oh that wasn't interesting it's like at one point like a lion comes in on Jax and Haley and like won't leave and Jax is like don't you want him to watch and Haley is like no and then she's like actually yes and so at one point he like I don't even understand the logistics of what happened but everybody is standing up from what I can understand and Haley is somehow 
obviously with Jax, but she's facing a lion. But yeah, that was the only portion where I could not understand the physics of what was going on because, yeah, she legs around Jack's back way, backward, backwards around, hands on a lion. The physics, the, the, the geometry, the math was not mathing. And that was the only point where I was like, Sarah, you went a little too crazy during this one part um a lot of emotional stuff is happening as well but we don't really care about that um finally they break into Caradoc's castle and I guess I won't spoil that because you'll see but there's definitely got to be a book two because when it ended Hudson is nowhere to be found and Alion, Haley, and Jax are all in some serious danger so that being said, for readability, I gave this book an eight. I literally could not put it down. Like I was like, what's going on? Like I needed to know what was happening next. And it was not that short. Um, nowhere near as long as A Court of Thorns and Roses. But like it sounds like it was probably longer than like Ice Planet Barbarian sounds like it was like a little, little tiny book. Um, but this was like a little bit longer than that, but it was very entertaining very entertaining um so I would I would hinge readability onto a nine but because it wasn't like playing on my mind when I wasn't reading it um I'll, I'll give it an eight for language and style I'll give it a 5.5 it was not like a well-written book it was well-written in that you were like you weren't like oh my god this is so bad I need to stop like you were like slay like I am having so much fun but like it's not we're not talking our girl's not going to be winning a Pulitzer Prize. And I'm not looking for that when I'm reading this type of book. So that's fine. I will say, Marissa, your favorite word. She probably used the C word a total of 25, maybe 30 times. Specifically, rock hard C word. Um. <laughs> so wretched wretched no p word though um so that's good for me because i don't like that word but i don't like the c word either i guess the d word would be the only one that is okay yeah that one's fine i just yeah specifically the rock hard no no Uh -uh. um there was a lot of that there was a lot of yeah there was a lot of everything um going on oh the other okay so like I mentioned too I'll just mention this quick everything was very consensual in this one which I think slays especially in considering that in yours there was not as much of that um but one thing that is weird that I thought was interesting was that like Jax is like a fear demon so when you touch him it's like the most scared you've ever been in your life and like the closer you are to him the more scared you are and then when you're touching the fear it just goes like through the roof And so I was trying to be like, I'm like, how is she okay? Like, she's just putting up with that all hours of the day, being fear stricken. Hey, live your life, queen. Everybody's into different things. Um, But that's a detail I thought you needed to know. For form, I'm not, I didn't touch on form, but like I did say, it is 
told from everybody's perspective, which in this case feels more important to characterization. For shelfworthiness, I gave it a five. It's free on Kindle right now. So everybody who, you don't even need a Kindle. You can just have a Kindle Cloud app on your computer or your phone. Just get the first one, like just do it. Um, But that was like the reason I gave it a five was I don't think you would be reading this book again. But again, I don't know your life. Um, That being said, like I will be reading the entirety of the rest of the series, potentially even some of her other books. Not the, there's a mafia one and I don't care about that. Um, and then there's like a shape-shifting wolf one, which I very much do not care about. That makes me upset. But there was another fairy one or like a mermaid one, I think. There were some other ones that I was like, you've charmed me, Sarah Piper. You've got the job. I'll check in on that. Um, especially because I have no desire to read any of the other Sarah J. Mass series. I only really care about A Court of Thrones and Roses. So Sarah Piper you're my new queen. For plot, I gave it a 7.5. Like I just explained, like it's actually for a smut book. The plot is pretty well thought out. Like if you like the fairy world stuff, but it's it's quite witchy. She's always doing her like blood magic shit. Like there's definitely some plot holes. There's definitely some things you're like, well, that doesn't really make sense now, does it? But it's a very intriguing world. And I think that's always fun because it's like, then you don't feel like you're just like reading something that either could happen in real life or like is supposed to be set in the real world, but also just like wouldn't happen in real life. Like this one, you're like, this is so kooky crazy. And I'm having a lovely time in um, this magical mystical land. And last but not least is characterization. And I gave it a seven. She did put a lot of thought into each character. I You would worry that the boys would all like melt into each other and kind of sound the same. Um, but they actually, she did a pretty good job. Every single person in this book is cringe in one way or another. Um, Haley is just classic, like almost like millennial cringe, like between her singing thing and she like loves food and she's like, sarcastic like she's very classic um sort of like millennial protagonist vibe Jax is like a little bit too dark and and brooding a lion also that but in a different way and then Hudson can't talk um so (laughs) you don't really get his dialogue with other people but his in his head dialogue it's like he has like a white boy thug accent and I don't know why um because he's like a 900 year old gargoyle from he was he's from midnight so the other two were like oh because the other thing to rent <laughs> in case I fucking forgot midnight is kind of like hell so you get like banished there if you've done something horrible and the coolest part of this book that I was actually like queen you've got some writing chops because Clearly she had more than some writing chops because it was good. But like one part that actually like freaked me out is there's like this moat around the castle and all the souls like are like climbing over each other trying to like get out of the moat, like the damned souls. And it was actually really fucking spooky. Um, Anyway, so I don't know why Hudson talks like that. Um, 
I do wish more people have read this book because I really want to see what these guys would look like in fan art. And I don't think that many people have drawn fan art. Um, but that's something that's quite important to me. So I don't have the artist's ability. But maybe if other people read the book and they do have an art ability. Let's see what these guys and Haley look like. So I'm curious. Same with the bad guy. Because Vern the bad guy have a moment too. Which is also like, you're like, uh-oh. Um, so maybe he'll be a character even more in the next three. And they'll get together at some point. I don't freaking know. Um, it's a reverse harem, apparently. So anything and everything could happen. Um, but yeah, that is Blood and Midnight by Sarah Piper. Yay! Look at you go, Sarah Piper. She slayed. She did slay. And I'm glad I read this one. Because I was trying to pick between a few. And I was like, I'll just do this. Oh, because here's something, Marissa. You know how I downloaded a bunch of books for Stuff Your Kindle Day that were smut? Yeah. This was one of them. But I was going through them trying to figure out which one to read. And I unadded one of them from my library because it was by a man. Oh. Smut fantasy romance female protagonist written by a man. Well, I'm a little bit curious. I'm not going to lie. I know I should have kept it so I could just see what was going on. But I was like, I'm not doing that. No. That's disgusting. That's creepy. That's jail. Yeah. Like if it was because like. I think that, no, actually, I don't know. Sometimes you'll see gay ones in the romance section that are written by men. That's different. But even some of the gay ones are written by girls, too, which is also potentially a problem. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I don't want to read a straight romance written by a man. That sounds awful. We're looking at you, Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas Sparks, kill yourself. Ugh. Because we're not trying to, we, we have trouble when men write books, period. Yeah. So to have romance and then smut romance on top of that? Yeah. Jail time. Also, don't you think it's interesting that Nicholas Sparks is not shelved in romance? Yeah, why does he get to get shelved in regular fiction? I've Mm. never read a Nicholas Sparks book. Me either. I don't really have any desire to. Um, yeah, I can't really think of one that I would want to read. Is The Notebook a Nicholas Sparks book? Yeah. You might want to read The Notebook. No, because I don't know. I don't like the ending. You also know what happens in The Notebook. Like, you don't need to read it. Wouldn't want to read Dear John. Wouldn't want to read A Walk to Remember. Too religious. I think Last Song is, um... <gasps> Nicholas Sparks. I would read the last song. Yeah, long. I think there's another one called like "Longest Ride." Safe Haven. Is that the one with Zac Efron? No, that's Charlie St. Cloud. No, he's no. There's a different one. Oh, where he's like cowboyish. Oh, I don't know. I'll watch anything with Zac Efron. Unfortunately, I really want to see Iron Claw. I'm a little bit afraid of that movie, I won't lie. I'm also afraid. And I heard it's very sad. Um, 
but I do want to see it. The lucky one. The lucky one. <gasps> You're. I forgot about that movie. You're mm-hmm. so right. No, Safe Haven is Julianne Huff. Why does Nicholas Sparks write things that, sure, they're romance and they're great, but then, like, he's he ruins it. He just kills everybody. Or yeah, makes, like, like, end of the notebook. Dementia. Oh, they're old. They have dementia. They don't even barely remember their love story. Bro, that, that movie's fucking suck like it's good the last like, song oh i'm actually the guy who got your dad in trouble by setting a church on fire i walk to remember she dies dies safe haven i think no not safe haven lucky one he dies right i don't know i don't remember i think dear john he dies as well no he doesn't die in dear john she just marries her dad's friend so that That's she could take right. care of his autistic child it's right his dad dies and they just see each other and every time they see each other they like love each other like hug and love but they don't actually love see this is why i like romantic comedies but regular romance movies just make me upset maybe that's why he's in fiction because yeah because it, um, and it's not i don't think there's crazy steamy scenes but actually i'm not sure there's like a couple but like not a lot there is um imagine if james patterson wrote romance well it wouldn't actually be him writing it (laughs) are you ever tempted to read those harley quinn romances do you guys you carry those at your barnes and noble yeah they're so funny to me why'd you call them that harley quinn romances harley quinn what the fuck are they called? Harlequin. Can I live? <laughs> um, you know you can any bitch can write those and you get paid like five thousand per book or something like that. I think we should look into it. The uh the office is actually like right by is like in Buffalo. I'm moving to Buffalo and I'm working at Harlequin. Do it. That would actually be so cunt. Yeah, it would. Wait, much to think about. <laughs> yeah, for real. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I should just write Harry Styles fanfic and then just send it, to, like change the name and send it to them. No, because you could so do that. <gasps> Speaking of, after, I, I I stopped watching after like the third movie, I think. Did you finish it? I've seen all the movies except the newest one. And the newest or one? Is, is there one coming out or is there one that's done? I don't know. Did you read? Okay, you read it when it was fanfic, right? Of course I did. Okay, do you know, like, after his mom's wedding, when he discovers that that she had an affair and that his dad's not his dad? And all yeah, that yeah. That's, like, the last thing I remember from the movies. I don't name. I didn't make it that far in the movies. Oh, actually, no, no, I lied, because I remember they, remember they split up and she goes to live in New York for, like, a while. Yes. I remember that part. I think that was the last movie. Okay. I maybe only saw the first two movies, honestly. I saw the first one, then the one with Cole. No, Dylan Sprouse. Yeah. You mean fucking Trevor. Fucking Trevor. <laughs> Listen. Uh, so good. Jail. Okay, speaking of shitty movies. I saw a clip for like the second 
uh to all the boys i've loved before movie yeah you've not seen it i've seen the first one yeah but i want to watch all of them yeah there's two there's three there's three yeah i might have to watch them you might have to do that tonight i might have to do that tonight because like i feel like laura jean's a little bit queen she is and I like when she's kind of a little bit mean to know it's Noah Scented Mayo That's because he deserved it. Listen, I love the first movie. The next two are like not that good, but they're still fun. It's like Kissing Booth. Yeah, I could only watch the first Kissing Booth and it was painful because Joey King makes me want to die. We all hate Joey King. And honestly, there's something sinister about her. Her birthday is like a day after mine. Because we're usually not girl haters. So if our entire friend group dislikes a singular woman, that means there's something wrong with her. I really think that um, the Gypsy Rose documentary kind of like ruined her for me. I can't look at her and not think about Gypsy Rose. And I don't think that Gypsy Rose is a queen. I don't think that she's a slay. No, I saw someone make a Valentine with her that was like, because apparently like she commented on somebody's like TikTok making fun of her weird boyfriend. And she was like, the D is fire. And by the way, the D is fire. And so Ooh. someone made like a, va- you know, those like Valentine memes. Yeah. So like someone made one of those. I um, think like because she was babied her entire life until she murdered her mom. I think that she's still very stunted in growth and therefore she shouldn't be with a 40 year old man. No, he's scary. Like the fact that he like found her in prison too. Yeah. Like he like he pursued her while she was a prisoner. But I also think she's a wild manipulator. Oh, I'm sure. Because the other and guy, I think Yeah. He was clearly he clearly wasn't mentally sound. And no. and also have you seen the videos of her and her new husband like talking where she'll literally go, Stop it. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So she's creepy. a little scary. She's a little I scary. I hate that. Wait, okay. Also, we're literally still recording, but I have to tell you about this other movie that Nick made me go see. Uh-oh. It was a Holocaust movie. Jesus. But it was a movie where it's, like, about one of, like, the guy who, like, runs the camp, his family. So it all took place, like, outside the best of Jesus. the camp. I'm sorry. But where the camp is like right on the other side of their fence. Oh, I'm like living their life. But it was like an art film. Yes, I heard of this. Hated it. What was it called? I can't remember what it's called. I so people were talking about that and I was like what the fuck because I think we were talking about like books okay so I'm in like a death and children's literature class play cool and our last week's book was from the time period of the holocaust and like so then this week and the next week are about like children's literature and war and I'm very anti books that put a little German child at the forefront instead of a little Jewish kid because I'm like what the fuck like I'm like stop humanizing little baby nazis like i don't care about that like i understand that they were children at the time too but like i don't care i don't want them to be like white savior like so i just don't like movies that depict like a nazi instead of a victim period 
yes people were talking about this movie and about how like you can hear the atrocities going on in the background but you like don't actually see it and i was like that sounds fucking awful it was it was bizarre and it's like like i because then we left and i like this is gonna sound mean of me and i will say that i was probably wrong for this but like i laughed during the movie because you were just like girl because, what? Because i just i could not even comprehend that this went through so many people and you were like yeah like, let's make that big screen what the friggin i don't nothing happened like i asked nick so what was the plot what happened and he was like well it was just the mundane life why why do i need I... to watch the mundane life of some german people yeah i don't care about the mundane life of a guy that was like running a concentration camp like sorry no. and like, then like there was one part where it seemed like maybe he got syphilis girl and like, he was like puking and then like it like cut to the future where they're like people were like cleaning like the holocaust museum and you see all the shoes oh. and then it cut back to him and he just walks down the stairs and the movie ends and i'm like what was that was a waste of two hours of my life because you well, guys wanted to like make an artsy film about the holocaust let's think about that think about that i hate people white people are crazy so and literally i left and i was like i cannot wait to tell liza about that yeah that's nuts dude yeah i heard about that i wonder what see if you can find out the name because i kind of just want to watch the trailer because i don't remember what the people in my class said it was either i think it's i think it was called zone of interest Oh, 2023. Oh. It's an A24 movie. Yes. Yeah, The Commandant of Auschwitz. Girl, I'm going to watch the trailer after this because I'm shook. This is also terrible, but like it... Also, there was, too, there was like too many things were like on the nose. Like she has a beautiful garden. She's like, oh my God, like let me show everyone my garden. And then there's like this terrible scene where someone is like spreading ashes on her garden oh i'm done the whites somebody stop them yeah literally um sometimes a24 slays and sometimes they flop also this is another me problem and i will fully admit that but it was obviously not in english and so i had to read subtitles and i didn't want to do it (laughs) yeah in that case sometimes yeah, it was a long day at work. I was tired, and then I had to read all these subtitles. That wasn't on Valentine's Day, though, right? Oh my God, no! Thank God, I would have, I would have broken up with Nick if that if he was like, "Happy Valentine's Day! We're going to the movies, and I'm gonna make you sit through no. a horrible, horrible Holocaust movie." Yeah, that was like last week. Okay, and I was like, nothing gets me in the mood like a Holocaust film, Nick. Hey, yo. Jesus Christ. Well, there you have it, kids. Yeah, that's the story. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Um, there is no next week. There is no next week. There is only next season, which is yet to be planned. But I don't think we'll take as long a break this time as we did last time. No. Last time, things got a little kooky, crazy out of hand. It was an oops. This time, we just need a few couple weeks to think about what we want to read. Um, 
look at our shelves perhaps mm-hmm. um maybe we should try to read mostly stuff we have because I know your TBR is thick as hell Marissa it's bopping it's bopping so we'll brainstorm and we'll be back soon we literally love you so much we love you so much mm-hmm.